0: Busy week in Strata.
1: It's been incredible, hasn't it?
0: We've had new laws. That I think they're supposed to come through in the 5th of December, Strata laws. Mm. But the building commissioner's powers have been increased, mm. which is going to be pretty interesting. And there's a survey out from Equifax, who do the ICERT ratings, about how many people would be prepared to pay more if they were more confident about the builders oh, interesting. and developers. Yeah. And we're going to talk about another development in the Mascot Mm -hmm. Towers saga and lock up and leave with some news about you, Sue Williams. (gasps) Exciting stuff. All right. We'd better (laughs) get on with it, as we always say. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the Flat Chat column for the Australian Financial Review.
1: And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain.
0: And this is the Flat Chat Wrap.
1: So, what does the new survey from Equifax show? I mean, they're the ones who operate the ICERT system that was set yep. up by the new South Southwest Building Commissioner, David Chandler, wasn't he? The yep. kind of star rating for
0: developers. Yeah, which is just about building. It's about how reliable and responsible they are and whether they've got the money to build the apartments to the quality that they claim mm. they're going to, and whether they've got any history with... The
1: phoenixing.
0: ...phoenixing and yeah. bankruptcies and things like that. Mm. And... Equifax are basically a credit rating company, um, but on a global scale. Mm. So they sort of dig deep into the history of these companies. And now they've actually done a survey. And what they've come up with is that 60% of apartment buyers or potential buyers would pay more if the apartment... Developers and builders had a five star rating.
1: Wow.
0: And they say up to six.
1: That's huge confidence in the system, isn't it? Yeah,
0: up to six percent more, which I think would probably more than cover the costs of getting the ICERT rating in the first place. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that must be encouraging for, well, it'd be very encouraging for David Chandler, you would think.
1: Sure, absolutely. Because it shows that the system is really working. And uh, that developers really should be part of the system. Yeah. And it also shows that buyers are educated enough that they realise, you know, this system is really going to be good news for them as
0: well. Only some. Because another part of this survey was oh. that there are only 25% of people in New South Wales or maybe Australia know that there is even such a thing as an ICERT rating.
1: Oh, okay. But I guess, I guess most serious potential buyers would know there is, wouldn't they? Because they'd be looking at the news, they'd be kind of checking out the developers. You
0: would hope so. Yeah. Well, like we did. (laughs) 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 Um, Enough said. (laughs) uh, It says 45% of Australians intend to purchase, renovate or build in the next five years. And 32% of them say they have a negative perception of the building industry, Mm. which I find surprisingly Mm. low, actually, (laughs) to be honest.
1: I guess it's so hard because so many builders have gone under in the last year and uh, construction costs have gone up so much and people would perhaps blame the builders for that as well, although the builders really are quite blameless in lots of ways for that. Mm, You know, it's just the shortage of supplies and –
0: But the survey also found there's a concern among people that because of the push to build houses quickly, and because of the problems that there have been with supplies and labour and materials, et cetera, et cetera, they're worried that builders will be uh, cutting corners. Cutting corners, yeah. Um,
1: Well, builders probably, you know, traditionally maybe cut corners, but there's less incentive for them to cut corners now because David Chandler is in, well, New South Wales anyway. David Chandler is inspecting both apartments and houses.
0: And can do so while they're being constructed. Sure. So this new power that he was given, um, or his department was given, they can go in during construction and say, that's a defect, that's a defect, fix them before you complete the building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is, you know, it actually saves the developers money because...
1: Yeah, you know, fixing it, costs, it retrospectively is much more expensive. Yeah, about 10
0: times as expensive because mm. you've got to pull things apart, put the things back together again. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it basically it sounds like the population split in three. There are 30-odd percent of people have a negative view of the building industry and 30-odd percent have a positive view, and the ones in the middle either don't know or don't care. But one in 10 Australians have a very positive view of the building industry.
1: Hmm.
0: I want to meet these people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're builders themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, Because the
1: building industry does employ an awful lot of people, a startling number of people actually. Yeah. And when you're talking about, you know, people in the building industry, you're also talking about not only building houses and apartments, you're also talking about all those people building infrastructure. Yeah. And that's a huge employer at the moment.
0: And school, well, yeah, tunnels everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, Three out of four Australians who intend to buy, build or renovate in the next five years say they are willing to pay more to get assurances of working with trustworthy property developers or building professionals. Wise. Yeah. And while over two-fifths of Australians intend to invest in property, nearly half, 47%, cite a lack of trust in the building or construction industry and a lack of qualified contractors or builders in the market as the biggest barrier. So people want to get in.
1: Mm, but they're nervous. But they're nervous. And I mean, we are trying to import more skilled construction workers at the moment, yep. aren't we? So yep. hopefully if we manage to succeed with that, that will help. But yeah, I mean, you can understand why people want to get into the home ownership. We were talking to a friend this morning who's been renting for many, many years. Yep. who His rent is going up and up. Yep. And um he just doesn't have the savings anymore to be able to get get into the industry and buy. And he's kind of thinking of leaving Australia and going and buying going and living elsewhere in, in Scotland. In Scotland. He's because houses are so much cheaper there. He's obviously and he's kind of not, missed the boat here.
0: Yeah. He's obviously not watching all these crime Series that yes, there are so many in Scotland, Scotland now, aren't there? Yeah. I think,
1: God, half the population's been murdered in our lounge room over the last yeah. few months watching these
0: But these it's quite funny series. watching you watching it when you're reading the subtitles because one of them, at least the subtitles, are in Scots as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. There were some words I didn't understand whatsoever. I've never what come does, across What from.
0: does Denny Ken mean?
1: <laughs> I knew that one. There was another word that I couldn't understand and I asked you to explain. Do you remember what that was?
0: Yeah, Raj, I think. Which means a bit mad, unreliable, and crazy.
1: Well, I never heard of that before. Yeah.
0: A Raj Gadge is a crazy guy.
1: A Raj Gadge?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it's almost as hard to say as a rural juror. Yeah.
0: Uh, one of the things about renting, though, there was a thing on the radio this morning that there's been studies done that long term renting actually shortens your life, they say. Wow. Because of the increased stress, you know, like every 12 months or whatever, you're worried that the rent's going to go up or you're going to get evicted or whatever. Oh, my and God, And they've discovered horrendous. it actually shortens – you remember you did that book about DNA? Mm, yeah. So it shortens the – The telomeres. Telomeres, yeah, if you're renting for too long.
1: Wow, that is incredible.
0: But I suppose what it actually is talking about is the stress that comes from uncertainty. Mm. Now, if you had – long-term renting in places where you wanted to rent and the rent was controlled, sure. then that would not in, be an issue. Like in
1: some of the build-to-rent
0: places yeah. which are being built yeah. now, yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah, right. that was quite an interesting aside.
1: Gosh, I mean, I guess th- in other countries where renting is much more common, I wonder if they suffer from the same uncertainty and problems. And well, this issues.
0: was in Britain. This survey oh, was done in Britain. Oh, it wasn't Australia. Oh, wasn't, well, that's yeah.
1: reassuring that it wasn't. Oh, I think it's it'd be even year. worse here. Well, mm.
0: I mean, in Britain, at least you've still got a decent amount of uh, social housing. There. Yes, Not as right. much as it used to be, but no, still no. it does exist.
1: As, and I can say that as someone who used to live in social housing. I grew up in social housing. I was born in social housing in Britain.
0: In the new town.
1: That's right. And then Margaret Thatcher, the old prime minister, um, sold it all off to private investors.
0: Like your parents.
1: Yeah. And they were very, very happy because they were able to buy a house, which they had had never imagined in their wildest dreams, they'd be able to, but they obviously bought it for very yep. little money. 17,000 yep. pounds, I think. Oh my goodness. So suddenly they entered a whole new class and started voting Tory. <laughs>
0: All right. That's the power of property. Mm. When we come back, we're going to talk about…
1: Another downside of owning property and the other side of the ICERT rating, really, the continuing tragedy that is Mascot Towers.
0: Right. And we're back. What's the latest on mascot? So I thought I'd kind of forgotten. I thought, you know. oh
1: well, you could be forgiven for forgetting in some <laughs> ways, because it's now been going on this saga for five years. Wow! And as you know, the building was cracking. There was lots of court cases against the developer, and then against the developer of the next door building, who, yep. who the owners blamed. In the end, they they reached a settlement, they, a mediated settlement. But really. Um, all the owners and all the renters, the tenants in the building were evacuated. They haven't been allowed back in. Yeah. And at the same time, they're paying the huge legal costs that they've, um, that they've earned. Um, they're Pink paying the, the, you know, they've paid for some of the defects to be fixed, but you know, the defects are still huge, massive. They're not allowed to live in there. There's been a new court case. Um, the owners decided to try and um, extinguish the strata title right so that they could then walk away from the building and start their lives afresh and yep. you can kind of understand that yes but of course they all have mortgage well most of them have mortgages yeah they also have big outstanding loans from um Lanark, who's a Strata.
0: One of the two Strata loan companies in Australia. Yes, that's right.
1: And they'd borrowed the money for the legal costs and stuff.
0: We should point out that Lanark, a long term sponsor of this this website. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So the the judge, um, delivered the verdict, um, just on Friday. Yeah. And basically said, no, they weren't entitled to extinguish Strata title because they have all these debts remaining. They have to honour their debts. Yeah. So it's really hard for the, I mean, you can understand why the judge would have said that. But um, it's very hard for the owners because, you know, they've tried lots of things and they're still in this horrendous situation yep. of not being able to live there, but actually paying off their mortgages, paying huge interest on all the debts that they've now got. And there's absolutely no end in sight.
0: I was looking at some of the the judgment. I was reading the judgment the other day, which goes on at great length mm. and in great detail. Um, it seems that the costs that they thought they would incur to repair the building is actually not as bad as they thought it was going to be.
1: But the trouble is, if they're going to raise the money to actually repair the building, they're going to have to take out more loans, yeah. incur more debt. Yeah. There's been a number of suicides at the building. Oh, God. Um, There's been a huge number of mental health issues. Right. There's been family breakups, marriage breakups, bankruptcies. Wow. Like these are people at the very end of their tether. Yeah. And okay, maybe the building could be repaired for a bit less than originally thought, but how are they going to raise the money for that? And is it throwing good money after bad? And most of them just don't have any money left.
0: What would you see as a solution?
1: I think the only possible solution really, and I'm, I'm just doing a story about this, is for the state government to step in, buy the building and the land.
0: Buy the building and the land, fix it up and sell it
1: and hopefully
0: not make a loss.
1: Yeah, they could sell it as public housing. They could sell it as recreation space. They could just do something to remediate the place. Um, And then these people would finally be free to move on with the rest of their lives. Mm. And, you know, look, there's an incredibly valid argument. It's the state government's fault that this happened in the first place. There's no fault of these people who bought.
0: Is it? Yes. The state government? Why is it state government? Absolutely,
1: because they certified these buildings They didn't impose the proper building codes and building regulations. Right. They allowed this situation to happen. I think in 21st century Australia, you kind of assume if you're going to buy an apartment, that it's going to be, you know, decent. It's going to be okay. It's going to be up to scratch. But these people put their faith that this this building was going to be okay. As everyone does. Yeah. And they were just... Bloody unlucky. Yeah. That could have been any of us. Yeah. It could have been our life savings in an investment or our life savings in a, a, a building to, to raise your family, anything really. And these people have been absolutely ruined by this decision.
0: And I think you're right. I mean, it's either going to take the state government or some multimillionaire billionaire to come in and say, I am going to buy this, clear the debts, clear everybody's debts and – that's interesting. I'm,
1: How about if Harry Trigobov wanted to kind of do something really nice for his legacy? I mean, he's obviously got a big legacy anyway, creating so many homes, but that would be a really nice gesture, wouldn't it?
0: I was thinking Gina Reinhart oh. or Twiggy <laughs> well, Forrest.
1: Yes, well, I'm sure any of them.
0: Maybe they could get together. Maybe we could arrange a play date for <laughs> Harry and Gina on, and Twiggy.
1: Could you imagine the I egos all in one room? Oof, I don't yeah. know, really.
0: But... These are people who can make a difference and you mm. feel like if you can make a difference, you should make a difference mm. if it's not going to destroy your life to sure. do that.
1: And as these people say, I mean, you could you could buy this building for a knockdown, a knockdown price. price. <laughs> yeah. that's right. So you could maybe make a bit of a profit on it long term.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and, the um, figures that were in that uh, judicial finding were suggested that if they did the repairs at the costs that have just been estimated, um, the building would be worth enough that they certainly wouldn't make a loss. But as you say, these people have had it, you know, they're, mm. they're tired of it. They just, they just don't want to do it. And that's why you need some sort of angel to come and, and say, mm. okay, right, you've had enough. If you can all agree that you're going to sell it at this price, let's, that's I'll right. take it and I'll fix it.
1: Yeah. And that could be John Mins or it could be any of those other billionaires you've mentioned.
0: Yeah, exactly. John Minns Minns is the Strata Commissioner. Chris Minns. There's two Minns, too many Minns.
1: Chris Minns, the Premier.
0: Yeah. He's already cutting back on infrastructure, so I don't think we can expect to see that anytime soon.
1: When we come back, um, David Chandler and his new powers. Maybe you'll be able to tell us a bit about that.
0: Okay, that's after this. And we're back. David Chandler, as you said, has got these new powers. According to Chris Mins, his role has been supercharged, mm. which which means that he has the power now to investigate buildings in a way that nobody has ever had before, and I don't think anyone else in Australia has. He can go into buildings. He can he, he can go into completed apartments. He has the right to go into any house or apartment. In New South Wales um, and say, I've come to have a look at the, the buildings, the membrane, you, the membrane. <laughs> I've come to have a look at your bathroom.
1: Yeah. And uh, is there any homeowner who wouldn't welcome him in?
0: I think, yeah. You know, tea lie, and biscuits, tea and biscuits, a red carpet on you come, especially people in new apartments. It's just part, it look, it's partly increasing his powers. I think it's partly reminding people that he's there, mm. that he's doing this stuff. Because every so often, you know, as we just confessed about mascot towers, if it's not in the news every other day, you soon forget about it. So he's got these powers. I'm interested in the phoenixing thing where they're they're going to track down people who have, I think the way that the law is worded, who have deliberately as a business plan gone into liquidation sure, so as to come out the other end and then. You know, Mm. walk away from the debts, walk away from the defects, start up again under a different name. It sounds like legally fraught, unless you can find, you know, the smoking gun, the piece of paper where somebody has sent a note to somebody saying, hey, Charlie, why don't we build this building and then go into liquidation? But I think you
1: can... But then if people are doing it consistently, then you can... Probably point to a pattern. Yeah. And all credit to the New South Wales government for trying this. You know, they would have a lot of friends among developers. Yes. And probably those friends would be urging them not to do this kind of thing. I mean, I remember I was a friend with somebody who had been urged to stand for the New South Wales Parliament. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was kind of quite innocent, really, a bit of a newbie. Mm -hmm. And she phoned me up one day and said, oh, this developer is planning to give me loads of money for my – Election campaign. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I should do? And I thought, oh my god, this is how it happens. Yeah.
0: And your <laughs> advice was run very fast and That's very right. far.
1: Yes. Tell them to go away. Did
0: she ever get elected?
1: Have <laughs> done if she'd have taken yeah, the money. But then the again,
0: money. yeah, yeah, take the money and run for parliament. Mm. Look, it's we're going to get somebody in from the building commission uh, to explain exactly what these new powers mean. I've already reached out, as they say, and uh, said, will you come and talk to us? And uh, I think Angus uh, is the name of the person who is... ...hopefully will be on the podcast next week. So that's something to look forward to. So we don't have to speculate anymore about Mm. what a supercharged David Chandler (laughs) looks like. I wonder if they'll give him a costume.
1: Oh, he needs a cape, doesn't he, He does. He
0: does. (laughs) When we come back, we are going to talk about...
1: Lock up and leave
0: Lock up and Our leave Our choice
1: this week of a great holiday that you can leave your apartment And
0: some news about you
1: Oh yes, okay,
0: alright That's after this Okay Sue, so tell us You had a bit of a pleasant surprise during the week
1: yeah, I've had a bit of a terrible week, but on Saturday, I went to the Australian Society of Travel Writers Awards, the annual yep. awards, and I won an award
0: What for was the best,
1: the- best um, travel news and trade story of 2023. Right. So that was a big surprise, and it was really lovely.
0: Well, maybe to you, but not to us. <laughs> We're not surprised. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and this is your second uh yeah, I won the
1: award. same, I I won the same award a few years ago. Right. Yeah. So, which was a thrill as well then. But yeah. unfortunately then it was, um, I had to accept the award over in a ceremony over Zoom. Yes. And it was a disaster yes. because.
0: Yes. Because of me mainly. Well.
1: <laughs> They gave me a digital red curtain and they announced the three finalists and the idea was that the winner would appear through this digital red curtain on the screen. Yeah, And I duly appeared, which was a thrill, but I had red curtain all over my face. I looked like (laughs) I had a terrible disease.
0: Yeah, or you'd just been the victim in a slasher movie. That's
1: right. (laughs) It was awful. So this was much more pleasant because it was a real-life ceremony and I won and um, I dedicated – the award to my mum, right. who died a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So that was nice. Um, we are going to move on to lock up and leave and where we're going to send people this week, which also has a connection with your mum. So the the trip that we've chosen um, on the Mild Rover website is a trip to India by mm. train, trip through India by train.
1: Fantastic.
0: Now, you've done a bit of that.
1: Yep, I've I've um, I've travelled through India. I, I took a big trip um, with Abercrombie and Kent with my mum just before COVID. Right, and uh, we travelled a bit by train. We travelled a bit by planes. We travelled by boats. Right, um, we travelled by rickshaw. We did a bit of everything. Really, <laughs> what, what,
0: what is the? I mean, this is this is mostly train. This one, I think, it's a luxury escapes uh, mm. uh, trip. And I mean, we know that they say you know, like Britain, India was built on the railway lines and. Mm. Uh, What's it like travelling by train? I mean, i have done it years ago, but it was a pretty basic… Uh,
1: sure. I think it depends what class you're travelling.
0: Yes, we we were in <laughs> ordinary… Well, we weren't in the cheapest class, but we weren't in first class. So, mm. so what is it like travelling well, with it, a fancy outfit like Abercrombie and Kent?
1: Oh, in a fancy outfit is fabulous. I mean, you're travelling in first class. It's really comfortable. It's kind of like a train. Well, not quite like a train in… Japan, right. but it's, it's not far off. It's very comfortable. Um, it's very clean and efficient. And it's just great, you know, watching India pass by on the outside uh, through the windows. And every station, you've got people trying to sell you chai and sweets and, mm. and pastries. So you can kind of really see a slice of India and yes. really experience it, even while you're in the kind of, the, the kind of, non-India bit of a train. Right. And then if you're in the cheapest part of the train, well, it's equally interesting but not quite as comfortable because right. you tend to be on wooden seats. <laughs> yeah. It tends to be incredibly crowded and people kind of climbing in the windows and, you know, climbing all over the place because it's it's a very overcrowded yeah. um, country. And train transport can be very, very cheap. Yeah. But this, obviously, you're going to be in the luxury escapes trip, you're going to be doing it in comfort. Yeah. And India in comfort is just an I mean, India anyway is just an astonishingly colourful and endlessly fascinating place. But in comfort, it's kind of even better. They do luxury quite well. Oh, they do. I mean, the palaces that you can stay in, the amazing colonial old hotels yep. the fabulous sites i mean even places like varanasi on the ganges where yep. you kind of go out on a boat and you watch the funeral pyres i mean it can be quite challenging and it was interesting because i was really nervous that my mum would find it all a bit much but she was fascinated you know she right. thought it was quite amazing because you'll never see those sites anywhere else in the world no no so and so yeah i india you- is just it's just an amazing place.
0: And India by luxury terrain. Yeah. yeah perfect. Sign us up.
1: Anytime. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Sue. Thanks for all of that. Congratulations again on your award. We will be running this Sue's award-winning story in Mild Rover. And you will also find the link to the trip about train travel in India there. Um you're off to Lithgow tomorrow. I'm stuck in here editing this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, we need to get it done. All right. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Bye. See you
1: next time. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.